Shalom Ubrach, this is Chazar Shir number 16, where B'siyat Deshmai, we will discuss two main topics. Number one, the end of benching, specifically whether you say Migdol or Magdol. And number two, the halachas of answering Amin, whether you answer Amin to your own brachos, uh, if you hear half a bracha, do you answer Amin and other halachas that apply to answering Amin. So let's begin and let's jump right in. So at the end of last year, we saw that most in most Sidurim and most benchers, it says that when a day that Rosh Chodesh is recited, you should say Migdol instead of Magdil, which is recited throughout the week. And we explained that Magdil is a Pasuk that is in Ksuvim, it's in Tehillim, and that is said throughout the week. But on days where Musaf is recited, so then we say Migdol. We wanted to know, what is the source of this Chiluk? When, when did this happen? So Rebarch Epstein, he suggested, he said, really, there was once a guy who really all the benchers had Magdil. We really always, the, the, in benching, we always quoted the Pasuk from Tehillim. But there was an individual who was once learning or saying benching, and he remembered that there's another Pasuk in Shmuel Beis that says, it's the same exact Pasuk, but instead of Magdal, it's pronounced as Migdal. So what he did was, was he wrote next to his bencher, Beish and Beis, which means Bishmuel Beis. We say Migdal as a reminder that, by the way, there's another place that says uh, Migdal. And what happened is, that bencher ended up in someone else's hand, and he thought that it's not Beish and Beis, but rather Bishabbos. That's when he understood it, that on Shabbos you say Migdal. And then someone else, oh, on Shabbos you say Migdal, so Mistama you also say Danyantiv, and Yantiv also say Anacholomai, and Anacholomai became Rosh Chodesh. And then that's how the the, the whole process evolved, and that's how we got to today, uh, where it is, and this finally made it to the, to the printing press, and that's how it, uh, it got spread all over the place. Lemaisa, the Eke of the Mishra of Davar explains that this is factually incorrect, and the reason why it's factually incorrect is because the Sfarim, Sefer Shmuel, and Shmuel, Al, Shmuel Alf, and Shmuel Beis, were really one Sefer, just like Ezra Nechemia, just like uh, Sefer Malach, it was really one Sefer, and it was split around the year 1400 when the, when the Christians translated the, the Tanakh, and they started publishing uh, Tanakh in, in masses, so that's when they, they split into Shmuel Alf and Shmuel Beis, and even when they were printing the Hebrew Tanakh, uh, they refused to, to print it as one Sefer, as Shmuel, and they Therefore, and they split it into Shmuel Alf and Shmuel Beis. So the, the source, the, the, the time when Shmuel Alf and Shmuel Beis was split was in the 1400s. The problem is, is that we have the Abu Dram who lived in the 1300s, who quotes from his Rebbe, who lived beforehand, that, the, that there's a custom to say Migdol on Shabbos. So obviously it's impossible for someone to have thought to say Beis, that someone wrote before the times of the Abu Dram, Beis and Beis, we say Migdol, and he meant to say that in Shmuel Beis, we say Migdol. Why is that impossible? Because there was no Shmuel Beis then. Shmuel Beis only came into existence a few hundred years later, or a hundred years later, in the 1400s, when the printing press uh, went into, uh, went, went into uh, when, when the Tanakh was translated, and that's when it was, uh, it was uh, printed into many other, into many other languages. Lemaisa, there are earlier sources that say that, uh, that Shmuel was, uh, was, was split maybe a little bit earlier, but it was never accepted by Jews. It became accepted by the Jews in the 1400s when the printing press refused to, to print it. So Lemaisa, it's very hard to say that it was really a printing error, uh, and, uh, and, and that's how it evolved. And since it seems almost, uh, almost pashit, that it was not a printing other. Uh, so then we need to really understand why is it that, during, that on Shabbos we say Migdol and during the week we say, um, we say Magdal. So we're going to suggest three, three possible answers. The Magdal Avram says that the word Magdal has a Chir Katan and the word Migdol has a Cholim Gadol. And uh, because Shabbos is a holy day, so we want to honor Shabbos by saying the word that has a Cholim Gadol, that has a, a big, uh, big Cholim and it's called the Cholim Gadol to go show honor to to, uh, to Shabbos. Rav David Kohn in Simchas Yavitz, he explains that, that, um, that Shmuel Beis was written before David HaMelech sinned with Bat Shabbat. Ksuvim Tehillim was written after 
David Amelch uh, sinned with Bat Shabbat. And since Shabbos is the day that we don't mention sin, we don't say Vurachim on Marev on Friday night, and we, we try not to we try not to mention sin. So therefore, on Shabbos we do not. Uh, therefore, on Shabbos we say Migdol, uh, which was written before David Amelch sinned, to remind us that on Shabbos we don't mention sin. The last uh, suggestion, and that is from the Rugged Shover. The Rugged Shover quotes a different halacha. There's halacha that you're not supposed to learn Ksuvim on Shabbos after leaning. Why you're not allowed to learn Ksuvim on Shabbos after leaning? Because the Chacham didn't want people to miss the Rav's drasha. Uh, and and uh, to completely miss the Rav's drasha and, and learn ksuvim in, instead, which was a lot more interesting. So therefore, they made a takana that you're not allowed to learn ksuvim after lenim, and that's why in parentheses, that's why we lean shira shirim and kahalas and rus. We lean those all before leaning, even though lechora tadir sheino tadir, you should say leaning is first. But the reason is because once leaning goes into effect, there's an iser to uh, there's an iser to, to to learn ksuvim. So as a reminder to this halacha on Shabbos. We say Migdal. The reason why we say Migdal on Shabbos is a reminder that from Shmuel to remind us that you do not say um, that you do not say uh, that you're not allowed to learn Ksuvim on uh, on Shabbos itself. And therefore, we specifically chose the pasuk that's in Shmuel base, which is in Navi, and not the pasuk that's in Tehillim, which is in Ksuvim, to remind us of this halacha that on Shabbos you do not say uh, that, that on Shabbos you're not supposed to learn uh, Migdal. So that is the basically the, the sugya of Migdal versus uh, versus Magdal. And then we saw that really benching the other additions depending, and at the end of this paragraph where we say, and the Shlach says that it's good to add on Yerush Hashem, Hodul Hashem, Baruch HaGever, all these other Pesukim that we find in the last paragraph of, of benching. So, Lemaisa, if you look at benching as a whole, you really have the first three brachos, which is the Chiv Doraisa. Then you have the bracha of Atova Ametiv, which was added after the Chorban of Bayeshim. And then you have the Rachamans, which was added later on, we saw in the times of the Gaonim. That's when it was added on as a Zgula that Hashem answers your Tefillahs after your Mekayim Chiv Doraisa. And then you have Yerush uh, Hashem, which is added much later on, and that was added by the the Shla, and that is the that was the sugya. That's the first thing we wanted to discuss with the sugya of uh, the end of benching. Now, what we're going to discuss is the second topic, and that is the halachos of answering amen to bracha. So just. Uh, and this is Simon Reish Tezvah. So just as an introduction, when a person answers Amin Tabracha, what should you really be thinking in his head? What is his, what should it, what is his Mach Shabbos? So the Shulchan Aruch, the Mishaburah explained that if it's a Berchas HaShabach, so when you're answering Amin, you should just have in mind, I believe what that individual said is true. So someone said, Shachol Niam Edvar, someone said, Gracious, you should have in mind, what that individual said, I agree to be, uh, to be true. If that Bracha that the other individual said is also a Bakasha, so then you need to have in mind that what he said is true. And also, Hashem, please answer uh, that tefillah that he's asking. So let's say a person is saying, he's, you're, you're in shul and you're listening to Chazar Sashat. So it says, You should have in mind two things. Number one, I believe HaKadosh Baruch is the one that gives knowledge to all. And number two, um, and, and number two is that uh, Hashem, please give us in the community uh, knowledge. So now we can, once we understand what Amin is, now we can really jump into the sugya of, uh, of Amin. And the first sugya that we're going to discuss is whether you're allowed to answer Amin to your bracha. So the Gemara has a steer. One Gemara says that, you're, that whoever answers Amin to his bracha is Meshubach. The other Gemara, the other Brisa says that whoever answers Amin to his own bracha is Meguna. It's, it's uh, frowned upon. So the Gemara has a steer between the Brises. Answers the Gemara. It depends if you're, if you're saying Uvinei Yerushalayim. So you're allowed to answer Amin to your bracha. And that, not just you're allowed, it's, it's Meshubach, it's praiseworthy. But if it's other brachos that are not uvenei Yerushalayim, so then, so then the Allah is that it's, uh, that it's frowned upon. So the Rishonim, there's a Mechol, because Rishonim had to understand the Gemara's answers. When the Gemara said that uvenei Yerushalayim 
is, is uh, you're allowed to answer Amin to that bracha, does that mean just Uvenei Yerushalayim? Or does it mean any bracha that is similar to Uvenei Yerushalayim that you're allowed to answer Amin to that bracha? So the Rambam, so the, the Shulchan Aruch Pasim is like the Rambam, who learns that Uvenei Yerushalayim is just an example. And what's an example of? Any two or more brachos that are grouped together as a topic, the Allah is you're allowed to answer Amin to, to your own bracha, uh, when you have two or more brachos that are the end of the topic. And therefore, for example, at the end of Mariv, Shomer Amo Yisrael La'ad, you're allowed to answer Amin. Why? Because you have few brachos and it's the end of the topic. You're allowed to answer Amin to your own uh, bracha. After Gal Yisrael, you wouldn't be allowed, even though, it's the, even though it's after two brachos that are together. But since it's not the end of the topic, there's still one more. So therefore, you're not allowed to answer Amin. What are other examples? At the end of uh, Yishtabach, at the end of Halal, uh, where you have a bracha in the beginning, you have a bracha at the end, you have two brachos, and it's the end of the, and it's the end of the topic, so you're allowed to say, Melech um, Mulavatish brachos, Amen, right? So that's what the Sfarim hold, that you're allowed to answer Amen to, to those brachos. Some Sfarim also by, by Shimon Esri at the end of Shim Shalom, Amen, um, they'll also answer Amen to their own bracha. The Ramah, he argues on this, and he says, no, he says when the Gemara answered that you're allowed to answer Amen by Uvinay Yushlaim, it's only Uvinay Yushlaim. Only by Uvinay Yushlaim you're allowed to answer Amen to your brachos, and that's to differentiate between the brachos that are the rice and the brachos that are the rabbana. But every other bracha, you're really not allowed to answer uh, amin to those. Uh, you're really not allowed to answer amin to those, to those bracha. The Mishabura, he adds and he says that even according to the Ramah, who says you're not allowed to answer amin to, to your own bracha, if you finish the, that one of the brachos that the Shulchan Aruch says you are allowed to amin and answer amin to, if you finish it together in tandem with someone that's sitting next to you or with a chazin, you're allowed to answer amin to his bracha. So let's explain what this means. Let's say we're talking about the bracha of Gal Yisrael and Marv. So let's say you finish it exactly together with the chazin, Gal Yisrael, or with the guy sitting next to you, the halach is you do not answer amin. And the reason why you do not answer amin, because you're not allowed to, it looks like you're answering amin to your bracha, and since it's a bracha that no one says you're allowed to answer amin on, you're not allowed to answer amin to that bracha. But let's go to the next bracha. Let's say I end Shomer Am Yisrael Lot, and I'm an Ashkenazi, and I end together with the Chazin, and the Chazin and Shomer Amar Yisrael then I'm allowed to answer Amin to that bracha. Why am I allowed to answer Amin to that bracha? Because it doesn't look like I'm answering Amin to my own bracha. And even if it does look like I'm answering Amin to my own bracha, since you have the Shulchan Aruch of Paschal, so you're allowed to answer Amin to that bracha, you, uh, you are allowed to answer uh, Amin, and there's no problem uh, with that at, um, at all. Now, there's another Mishabua, and Mishabua uh, says very, very, uh, very clearly that the Allah is that what happens if you have, um, it, it, we said that most brachos you're not allowed to answer amin to your own bracha, right? The, the Shulchan Aruch has a list of four or five brachos that you're allowed to answer amin to your brachos. The Ramah says only Uvnei but every other bracha you're not allowed to answer amin to your own bracha. So the Allah, the question is what happens if you do say amin? Is that a bracha levatala? Is that, is that something that, that's bad or not? So it says the Mishabura, he says that if it's just a bracha of shavach, like you hear thunder, so you say shekocho gurasa male olam, and you answer amin, or you see lightning, and you say oshemasa braces, and then you answer amin. So that the gemara says is muguna. That's um, frowned upon. But if you're making a bracha. That's a berkas ha-mitzvah. You're about to shake lulav, you make the bracha on lulav. Or you're about to put tefillin on, or you're about to eat an apple. And you say, bore priya eats, and you answer amin. So then, since you're not allowed to answer amin, the amin becomes a hafsik, and you need to make a bracha. Again, you need to make the other bracha from the, from the beginning, because the amin acts as a hafsik to the actual bracha. Roshul Zaman is mechad, he's fascinating. He says, let's say me and you. I have two, two friends who are standing next to one another. And we're both eating an apple. And I say, And you also say, And before I take my bite of the apple, you finished your bracha of Bore And I answer, Amin. 
So is that considered a hafsik or not? So if I was answering amin to my own bracha, that would be a hafsik. Why would that be a hafsik? Because I'm not allowed to answer amin, and it's before I did the mitzvah. But if I'm answering amin to your bracha, I also have a chiv really to answer amin to your bracha or not. So it says with Shlomo you should really not answer amin. But if you do answer amin, it's not going to be considered. Uh, it's not going to be considered uh, a hafsik. So that was the first topic that we discussed: answering amin to your own bracha. Again, according to Shulchan Aruch, there's a few cases where you do answer amin to your own bracha if it's the end of the topic or, and, and it's more than two brachas. According to the Ramah, you only answer amin when it's uh, when it's uh, when it's uvnei yushlaim, uh, that's when you would answer. I mean, the Mishapura says that if it's one of the brachos that the Shulchan Aruch says you're allowed to answer, I mean, to other to your own bracha, and you finish the bracha together, it's you're up to that specific bracha, and you finish the bracha together with the chazan, you are allowed to answer. Uh, you are allowed to answer. I mean, when we're talking about a regular, I mean. Uh, a regular bracha where you're answering amin to your own bracha so if it's a birkas shavach that's frowned upon but if it's a birkas mitzvah or if it's a bracha before I'm eating something so then it's actually hafsik and, uh, and I would need to make the bracha again however if there's two people that are eating together says Rishon Zalman, if, uh, if my friend makes a bracha before and he finishes his bracha before I finish before I, I take a bite into my food I really shouldn't be answering to his bracha but if I do it's not going to be considered a hafsik the next thing we discussed is answering Amin. We're hearing part of the bracha. So the Shulchan Aruch clearly paskins that if you hear part of the bracha from Yisrael, the Allah is you're allowed to answer Amin to his bracha uh, because we assume that he was making a correct bracha. He said Shem Hashem, and also um, he's a God fearing Jew and he's a regular Jew, and you know what he's making a, a bracha on. Therefore, you're allowed to answer Amin to his um, to his uh, to his bracha, and that's how we paskin. Uh, the Mishapur even adds that if someone gives you a regular bracha, right, without uh, meaning like a bracha, like what we call a bracha, like Hashem should bless you, you should have atzlacha, you're also allowed to answer amin to that, uh, to that bracha as well. What's fascinating is that the Mishaburah quotes the Shulchan Aruch and Simon Rishud Gimel Siv Gimel, who paskins that, that, that that we said, that you're allowed to answer amin when you only hear half a bracha. So if you walk into your house and your wife says bracha, you hear her just say shakulim edvara, and then you see her, you know, drink a coffee, so the Allah is allowed to answer amin. But says the Shulchan Aruch, if I need to be yotze with that bracha, the halach is that I need to hear the bracha from beginning 10. So this has tremendous nafgamina. If you're going to Kiddush on Shabbos and you walk into the Kiddush and you hear the Rav, whoever is being Makadish, say, Ata Hashem, Elokeinu, Melech, Olam, Gafin, you're allowed to answer Amin. Why are you allowed to answer Amin? Because he's a God-fearing Jew and the food is in front of him. You know exactly what he's doing, but you're not Yotzi Yerchiv of Kiddush. Why? Because you didn't hear the word Baruch. Since the whole din of Kiddush is Shomeh Koina, that whatever he says, it's as if I said, if I didn't hear the if I didn't hear the, the Rav, whoever is being Mekad, they say the word Baruch, it's as if I said half a bracha, and therefore I'm not Yotzei, my Chiv of, of, uh, of Kiddush. The next topic we discussed is whether you're allowed to answer Amin to the bracha of a non-Jew or an irreligious Jew. So the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, that when it comes to Napikoris, Akuti, uh, Katan, or someone who, uh, who changes from the Metbeah that Chazal made in the bracha, he completely changes it, Allah is you do not answer Amin to his, uh, to his bracha. Comes the Arma, and he says, but to the bracha of a guy, you are allowed to answer. So Apikores, you don't answer Amin. But a guy, he says a bracha, you are allowed to answer Amin. And Mishaburu explains the differentiation that uh, in Apikores, he's someone who's davuk in Avodah He's clinging to Avodah And therefore, when he's saying, he's thinking, not Hashem, he's thinking his Avodah Zarah. And therefore, you're not allowed to answer Amin. But when you have a guy who's saying, uh, he's making a bracha, he's probably thinking of Am Yisrael, or he's probably thinking of the Shem of Am Yisrael, and therefore you're allowed to answer Amin to his bracha. Or if David Yosef, he's medayik, that the Shulchan Aruch doesn't bring this din of a guy, and he probably lumps together a guy together with, uh, with an apikores, that you would not answer Amin to, to his bracha. So Lamaisa, just to review, according to the Shulchan Aruch, when it comes to an apikores, when it comes to a kuti, when it comes to a guy, you do not answer Amin to his bracha. According to the Ramah, 
you would answer Amin to the bracha of a guy, but you would not answer a bracha to the Amin of, of an Apkor since he is Davik in Avodazar. The question is, what is the lacha with re- answering Amin to the bracha of an irreligious Jew? So the Bira Lacha, he explains that when it comes to someone who's not Shomer Torah Mitzvah, who uh, doesn't believe in the words of Chazal, um, so the lacha is you would answer Amin. And the reason is because he's not Dabak Vavodazar. He says even someone who converts and now he's making a bracha, he's not someone that's Dabak in Avodazar, and therefore you would be allowed to say, um, Amin to his uh, bracha comes with Moshe and he says that a reform rabbi you're not allowed to answer Amin to his bracha he says why because he doesn't he doesn't believe in Hashem and therefore the whole thing is uh, the whole thing is is, uh, is fake so it seems that Ramosha is learning that in a reform rabbi he's like an Epicurus he's someone that's lahachis someone that's lahachis so you don't answer Amin to, uh, to his bracha but it should be noted that the gra uh, Paskins that even Tanapikores, if you hear the whole bracha, you would say uh, you would say Amen to his uh, to his bracha. And again, Rav Yashir, Rav Chaim Kanievsky, uh, Rav David Yosef, the all Paskin. Then when it comes to a non-religious Jew, you would say Amen to his uh, to his bracha. So again, let's review. According to Shulchan Aruch, when it comes to a guy in Apikores, a kuti, uh, a katan, you do not answer Amen to, to any other's bracha. Someone who's not religious, someone who's not from, you would answer uh, Amen to his bracha. According to the Ramah, when you have an Apikores, you do not answer Amen. But when you have a guy. You would answer, I mean, what's the difference? One is clinging to Avodazar, and the other one isn't. Ramayashi says that a reform rabbi is like an apikoris, and therefore you do not answer, I mean, to his, uh, to his, to his bracha. The, the grasse, the grass says that you, that you still are allowed to answer bracha, you're still allowed to answer, I mean, to the bracha of the apikoris. What about answering, I mean, to, to a child? So the Shulchan Aruch and Siv Gimel, Paskins, that went, that, that we said, that you do not answer, I mean, to the bracha of a child, that's only when he's learning how to recite the bracha. So he's in, Class. Let's say he's uh, seven years old, whatever it is, and he's you're teaching him on an apple. You say Baruch Atah Hashem Kedem Achlam appropriates, and you actually teach him. You say the words Baruch Atah Ado, and you say Hashem's name Elo, and he said, but there's no apple in front of him. Right? So the is you don't answer Amen on that bracha. Why? Because he's not saying it to be yoti in a bracha. Rather, what's he saying it just to just to uh, just to learn how to say the bracha. But if you have, let's say, a six-year-old or a ten-year-old or whatever it is. And he's making a bracha to be yotze his chiv in benching. Uh, or he's saying a bracha to be yotze his chiv, like he's about to eat an apple. And he knows that by an apple you need to make a, a bracha. So the halacha is that you do answer amen to his, um, to his bracha. The Shulchan Aruch adds that this din only applies once he reaches the age of chinuch. When he reaches the age of chinuch and he knows who you're davening to. And he's saying the bracha, baracha Hashem Hashem, or whatever the, the bracha is that he's making on that specific food. That's when you're allowed to answer amen. And the Mishabu is medayik. That's only when he reaches the age of chinuch. But if he's not the age of chinuch, which is under the age of six or seven, he doesn't understand the concept of Hashem. So then you do not answer uh, Amin to his bracha because Amin means I believe what he's saying and you, when you have a three year old making a shahakal on a candle he, and a candy he has no idea what he's saying right he doesn't he, he doesn't believe in Hashem so you still need to be mechanachim to say a bracha but you do not uh, answer Amin to, to his bracha Lemaisa Rishon Mazalman writes that um that, that it's very important for young, to train young kids to recite a bracha. And since we need to be them also in saying amin, but if the kid is less than the age of uh, six or seven, where he doesn't understand the concept of, of Hashem, so when you're answering amin, you're not allowed to answer amin like the, like the Mishabura said. So what should you do? How, how do you be him to say amin? So says the Rishul he says you should say an abbreviated amin. Say amay, right? And do it quickly so like that the katan won't differentiate whether you're saying amin with a nunatan or just almei without a nunatan. And that was the suggestion of Rishul Mazam. The Maisa in the house of the stipler and Rucham Kanievsky, they actually answered a full amen, even to a two-year-old, even to a three-year-old. And Rucham Kanievsky explained, he says that that the Shulchan Aruch and the Mishabrua was medaik. They are not allowed to answer amen to the bracha of a katan. That's only when you're having in mind that the kavana of the 
that you're having in mind that whatever this individual said is true. Now, what that kid said is not true. But when you're saying amen, but when you're but when you're being but when you're answering amen, and you're having in mind just to be mechanech the kid that he's uh, that he should know to say amen after the bracha, that is going to be allowed. Now,